Corporal, I'm going to download this file to you. Uh, it was a file from uh, uh, Captain Swan. Uh, it's a future file. Uh, yeah. Uh, after the dimension jump. So I want you to file this and make sure that uh, we keep track of this again. I'm going to uh, read this script over and then we'll uh, make a decision about how long we'll take to record that. It's been taking light years, literally, for us to even uh, understand what's kind of going on. We get a lot of scrabble, scratch, noise, static, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, this is Captain uh, Maxwell uh, passing down the message. The Y2K acronym stands for, the year 2000. Previously, Y2K was used to refer to an extensive computer programming shortcut that was expected to cause widespread havoc as the year changed from 1999 to 2000. Instead of allowing four digits for the year, many computer programs allowed two digits. As the turn of the millennium approached, computer experts and financial analysts feared that the switch from the two-digit year 1999 to 2000 would cause major problems for everything from airline reservations to financial databases. In September of 1998, 21 Y2K experts ranked the problem ranged from zero for absolutely no concern to 10 for a belief that the problem is so serious that major worldwide social, economic, and technological disruptions will occur. That list of experts included the most widely quoted Y2K sources including Dr. Ed Yardina, who ranked the seriousness at 8.0, Ed Yordan, who ranked it at 8.0, and Dr. Gary North, who ranked it at 10.0. Put a pin in that Gary North name. All but one expert rated the seriousness of Y2K at a 6.0 or higher, with the bulk of the rankings clustering around 8.0. So, the consensus, at least among experts who were building their careers around Y2K, was that the problem represented a major world-changing threat. There were three explicit threads of reasoning behind the Y2K disaster scenarios. Nobody seriously questions the existence of Y2K bugs. The question is whether those bugs were serious enough to cause the aforementioned problems, which included power grid failures, planes falling out of the sky, home appliances exploding, a complete collapse of civilization. I did what other reporters failed to do. Try to find an original source for the roll-forward disaster stories. None of them panned out. In fact, what testing I could find that was actually done turned out to be duds. The roll-forward created no problems. So, then, from whence did those dire stories emerge? Somebody inserted them into the discussion, resulting in a round-robin of media outlets including such luminary publications as the Smithsonian, quoting each other, without a full fact-check. The pre-Y2K catastrophe testing. Several roll-the-clock-forward tests of Y2K problems have been conducted, including one that caused a nuclear power plant to malfunction. Unfixable systems. The Y2K bug was embedded in embedded systems, some of which were based on mainframes. Unfixable system, problem was imaginary. If the Y2K experts, some of whom had a software background but none a hardware background, had actually asked some electrical engineers about date checking in embedded systems, 
they would have learned that only a complete idiot would do anything resembling the conversion and comparison of calendar dates inside a chip. You use elapsed time, which is a simple, single counter. It takes 10 seconds to add to a circuit. I may oversimplify but ultimately the reasoning doesn't matter. It's now clear that the unfixable systems problem either wasn't real or wasn't significant enough to spawn a disaster. Because there weren't any, it was during the early days of the internet that the Y2K scare, or Millennium Bug, as it was also called, had many plausible reasons for concern. For example, for much of financial history, financial institutions have not usually been considered conservative. As a result of economics, Y2K culminated on January 1, 2000. At the dawn of the computer age, many of the programs being written required expensive data storage. Since few anticipated the speed with which this new technology would grow, few predicted Y2K's success. Thus, the new concern I predict we should watch out for is AI and the robotic age of reason. During this awakening of bots, drones, robotics, both on land, air and sea we will have to watch out for natural glitch of time. AI is spreading fast into our culture. Every industry is on the rise of a new dawning. We must prepare ourselves for worst-case scenarios as well as the good. America you're like the Truman Show the whole world's watching. With COVID the whole world. I had already begun writing before the end of the 2008. I haven't covered everything because there is so much information. And it keeps growing. I have firewalls, but they slow things down sometimes, and when I let them down, an attack occurs shortly afterward. In some ways, this is entertainment in itself learning how to configure your laptop to overcome the cyber war on the dark net. I use an old firewall version and virus protect because I can update them manually with scripts and folder exchange. Things like this are very exciting to me. While I was proofreading my book in February 2008, news reports reported that fiber optic lines for much of the Mediterranean internet have been damaged. At first it was two now eight. It's already begun I thought to myself. As a result of the attack, millions had their internet service cut off in India and Egypt. I believe Australians were also affected. This was the third and most common way internet services could be shut down, but the most noticeable if used offensively. The author's additional comments and terms. I use the term, matrix, to describe a new internet operating system that will be online sometime in the late 21st century. This system will have nothing to do with the movie The Matrix, but will be an elite software system that will replace the old junk. Currently on the web and exploited on the dark net. The enemy within. These are personas we have allowed in every fabric of society on earth by streaming anonymous handles on the internet that result in dissociating from ourselves resulting in transferring these personas into real time. Real time, this is us shifting into these personas as ours. This is characterized by a sudden separation from any present conversation with anyone in the real world. They experience what is known as daydreaming while they are listening a conversation. The person cannot concentrate on the conversation because they are dreaming of the conversation with someone in a virtual world. Virtual reality test Though these questions seem humorous, it is common for people to have real problems with these issues. They are asked every day without the use of a computer and without a computer in everyday situations. In this test we can determine how many of the same problems people face every day. Let's take the test as my studies continue on human behavior and the internet, which include VR and V technologies, this test is subject to change. 1. 
Do you feel sorry for making mistakes? Yes, no. 2. When using VR, AI do you feel depressed more often than not? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 3. After using the VR, AI do you have trouble sleeping? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 4. After using AI, VR, the laptop, internet have. You had a loss, gain of appetite? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5. Has AI, VR, laptop and the internet ever helped? You have thoughts of suicide? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Do you have thoughts of homicide after? Using the AI, VR, laptop? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7. Do you think people can read your mind? After being in virtual reality? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8. Do curtain virtual realities put thoughts in your head, or take thoughts out? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 9. Do you hear voices long after leaving? A VR using AI? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 10. Do you read between the line things that only you can see in VR state of mind? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 11. Are people spying on you and a part of a major conspiracy? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 12. Do you feel safe alone with only your laptop, V, VR? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 13. Do you worry more than most people about internet news lines? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 14. Do you easily get angry at reality? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 15. Do you get along with people when you're away from VR? Yes, no. 16. Have you ever have been arrested as a result of a computer crime? Yes, no. 17. Have you been employed long? Yes, no. 18. Have you ever been divorced as the result of VR use? Yes, no. 19. Have you ever been abused? Yes, no. 20. Do you get along with your father? Yes, no. 21. Do you get along with your mother? Yes, no. 22. How was your childhood? Happy or sad? Strict or lenient? When you are finished adding up all your 1 to 5 answers, you will have a healthy computer experience if your running totals are 14 to 29. Chances are you are a new user and haven't used the internet for several years. If your profile is 30 to 45, you are probably in decline if you haven't used the internet for 5 years or more. When your yes and no questions are negative, be aware. Now, if you're between scores of 46 and 60, it's a good sign that your usage of computers is worrisome and has a significant impact on how you think, eat, sleep, and socialize as much as possible. You've been there possibly on the computer and the internet 5 to 10 years, or even longer. If your scores between 61 and 75, your laptop is likely to have an impact on your entire life. You've been on the internet for 10 to 12 years or more and have been impacted by the darknet V and VR. You could be a hacker, a cyber bully, or a perpetrator of cyber terrorism. If you are new to the internet and believe this, I would advise you to stay away from online organizations and the internet. In any case, if your statistics are high and you're just getting started with the internet, you're about to enter the danger zone. Breaking federal laws. 
The yes, no questions can reveal issues that existed before you started using the machine. These, like the previous questions from 20 to 22, may arise from everyday situations in your life. Before you go into someone else's life thousands of miles away, ask yourself if I've really handled these concerns. I'm not seeking for rebounds from one relationship to the next. If the issues at hand aren't adequately handled, you could be bringing others wrong with you, just like the three blind mice. Well, I recently got divorced, begins many a chatroom conversation. I was abused as a child, for example. And everyone connects, but no solutions are found, so they chit-chat on the internet day after day. People will sometimes take advantage of you by making you feel as if they are in the same boat as you. They certainly aren't. Taking advantage of money kidnapping and similar crimes you are, in essence, making your own limbo and no man's land. I have the impression that nobody has any plans for me. My own VR experience, safe in front of my laptop screen. You don't know who I am, therefore think about it while you're dealing with spiderware and other types of spy software. The dark net is gathering information on you from behind your desk. Be on the lookout if you've been sitting around doing nothing for a long time. Make sure, you have a firewall and the best antivirus software. Virus protection software just keep in mind someone. It was programmed it, and someone knows the back-end engineered in order it to get through the holes they've dug. Knowing how to take it apart, if there was ever a cyber war in our virtual worlds, the creator of the program would win since they know everything about it and how to shut it down. A lot of what was written in the beginning is happening in reality, and science fiction has a tendency of being its own self-fulfilling prophecy. Who'd have guessed that man would walk on the moon or go into space to observe the universe from afar? So, when we consider what we are capable of, it is not always possible to do in virtual reality. Technology is progressing at such a rapid pace that what looks to be a quicker internet, the 5 grams experience, is becoming a total internet blur and a concern. Only a few months after installing the most recent software, it becomes obsolete. It's possible that the software you bought yesterday isn't compatible with your computer. You need the latest laptop updated software, get a software upgrade later. I'm still here working with the older machines because I can buy new ones or rebuild one with parts. Enjoy the pleasure they provide as much as possible. The period in which they were created I've got three. You must consider what you need all of that for before purchasing, or you will never use it to its full capacity. I'd rather have an outdated system if it's only used to type a letter, construct a spreadsheet, and play simple solitaire games. You don't need anything else, it's simply a basic machine that works. I'll use the three computers I have to teach beginners about computers, and that's all I'll need. I hope you found this virtual reality article interesting. Users need to be better comprehended. Also, I hope I've made it an enjoyable read that will assist you in navigating the internet's benefits and drawbacks. The questions numbered 16 to 19 are the most difficult. Put an end to the chaos. Let's talk about various suggestions for starting a VR, V support group. Icebreakers, for example, can be used to kick off meetings. Discussions concerning internet fantasy, gambling, pornography, and cybercrime all have the same goals. These group sessions are based on tried and true methods for facilitating group meetings. Also, to deal with problems in a group context. For convicted sex offenders, it is not suggested because they should be in a psychotherapy program. These are groups that have been constituted for the purpose of intervention and education. 
Support groups are led by a facilitator who focuses on bringing the collective experiences of the group's members around a certain issue, in this case computers and the internet and their impact on our daily lives. This is referred to as a peer group, as opposed to psychotherapy groups, which are led by experts for the goal of providing psychological assistance. There are also task groups that deal with community concerns and policy for the greater good. The goal of educational organizations is to educate new skills. Book groupings meet for the goal of discussing and reading the most recent novels. Your peer group is centered on a single theme, laptops tech and the internet, as well as many aspects of using it as a user. Processes that allow people who have lived for the computer to openly share their views, feelings, and experiences. The purpose of each member is to develop a common ground for the benefits of the digital era as well as its drawbacks in introverted social life. Give honest input on how it affects our lives or our strongholds. The dynamic is that each participant can return to the group sessions each week or is needed to share their experiences and any computer concepts they've learned. Educating each other about computers and the internet. It is not a shame-based organization, and our objectives are not to promote any negative aspects of the internet or laptops and CPUs. It's to help each other learn how to live a safe and social life with other people who have had similar experiences. It would be beneficial for internet companies like eHarmony and others to invest on social peer group awareness. I'm not promoting that here but making reference to dating applications which I will talk more about in another chapter. A safe zone in each major city where groups can meet partnered couples who met online. You must begin your real-life relationship. It may also aid in the screening of possible predators who hunt on the internet. At the start, everybody leaves all of their electronic devices at the entrance of their automobile, no matter where they are. There will be no mobile phones, Bluetooth devices, phones, iPods, computers, laptops or alarm watches, as well as no bots, AI, or VR hardware or software. This energy space must not be entered with technology. For lack of a better term, I'll utilize this term in the manner of traditional name renderings. Sacred mountains and locations existed among Native Americans, as well as other spiritual communities. Respect for one another is required, as is tolerance for one another's beliefs. Agree to disagree. The goal here is not to investigate each other's religion or belief system. The groups are formed in order to break the ties that bind us to our daily routines. While participants are approaching the gathering, gentle music is playing. There are no convictions, simply a relaxed mood. Nothing with lyrics or loud music should be used to create a relaxing environment. The surroundings must be free of alcoholic drinks and atmosphere or discussion 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Perhaps some form of silent prayer or meditation to clear the mind and establish a spiritual space. Some may describe this place as humanistic, while others may describe it as spiritual. It is important to focus on those things that cause us to have a lot of mind chatter. If possible, sit on the floor so you feel most comfortable. But they should always have chairs available for people who prefer sit down. This is especially helpful for those who are new to meetings if music helps you to achieve this then keep listening, if total silence helps then shut the music off by agreement. We are learning to be present. The first half hour is for being still. If music helps to achieve this then keep listening if total silence helps then shut off the music by agreement. You'd better name the group something unique that doesn't evoke a shame-based atmosphere something all can relate to, not like a Bible group. Peer group is boring, 
so pick something that reflects the purpose of the organization. Computer Anonymous sounds like Alcoholic Anonymous, so come up with something new. Don't name the group, Bible Group. The topics of the discussions will now be work-related what we can do to bring a sense of peace to our everyday lives and break routine. Including reconnecting with family and friends. Finding out what we lose when we lose ourselves in our money-making jobs. Exploring an entrepreneurial venture. I want to understand how you alienate yourself from your job, family, and others or vice versa. What impacts that relationship or vice versa? There are so many topics to select based on the environment and atmosphere we are creating around us. Understand the nature of unemployment and that we don't act like nags or make excuses in order to get our message across. As we try to calm down our overachieving by pulling back on the reins to relax, even the charismatic character needs to relax. Sometimes these are the ones who run full force without ever looking in the mirror at themselves. Everything is fast-paced with no pause. A lot of people do not take vacations, but collect their paychecks and keep working. You can take your group on field trips to the park, or art museums, or go to classic music concerts. Listen to the stream and nature alone by sitting alongside a waterfall. You can also plan a camp retreat for the group to relax. In order to start this new focus group, you should advertise in your local papers. Sometimes you will be able to get free advertising. Display posters in your local library, bookstore, and community bulletin board. Tell them about the focus group you're starting. You'll need volunteers to find areas of interest to help the focus grow. And to help write facilitator materials to help instigate these groups. Please write or email me your input if you are interested in this. We can start the group from wherever you currently live. things happen to me in my life and in things other around other things hope that you're here to enjoy as we do we play the best of my programs and the best is yet to come so over the years I'm gonna be playing uh, things from uh, my programs before uh, the whirlwind spin we're talking about Elijah's Fire, ham radio show. We're talking about many things to do with stories and structures of my stories. And you've, here's a secret. If you don't know it yet, all the stories you've been reading, they're all one. They're all the same story. So if you haven't been reading any of the stories or listening to my programs, you're not gonna find any information about what the story is about unless you listen to all of them i'll give you some hints in this program all right we're panning out here and we'll get back to the program
think happened to you on that day, on that leap year of 2008 there, uh, Ian Hunter? All right, folks, get ready. We're right here at the point that we're going to tell some more about the story. I'm going to tell you about how we're going to stitch that story together. I told you there's a program I'm looking it up right now. We talked about the virtual beds. The things, it's different than when you have to go in stasis, programs where they went in stasis. These are virtual beds. They actually create life situations in the person's mind while they lay there in stasis until they get to their destination. Now, remember when I said in one of my programs, and I want you to tell me, if you tell me my program, I'll send you an album of my music, and I'll give you a link to my music, uh, and you can cho choose four songs. And, and the thing is, what you got to do is get in on this contest, and go back over the program and read the script where it talks about the virtual beds. And where you remember Captain Swan was talking to his son Guam. So if you want to really get into the program, folks, you need to start reading and listening to all the programs because they're all the same. You're thinking you're getting a different story with Scully the Rap Man. You think you're getting a different story with uh, the sheriff? That one part about the sheriff in Pablo's Fire? What did I tell you about the characters that are going to be developed through the virtual machine? Okay, I've given you a hint. Now tell me what number uh, program I'm talking about. Email me, contact me, support this program. Thank you for being here. I'm glad that you're listening. Let's pan out of here and get to the, some music and some more programs. Here we go. Tonight we explore the sandbox. Before, the good Captain Maxwell and Captain Swan or his son Quim. There was Codename, the engineer. Who put the missions together for Codename, the sandbox? It was no secret he was part of a billionaire's orbit club called Kamawalewa, meaning moving celestial objects. An elite club of the rich, whom, all wanted into the space race. What other nations found had founded what looked like liquid gold a substance that acted like silver mercury. On waterworlds they found pearls as big as chestnuts on earth, or so goes the myths. How could anyone know unless you've been there firsthand? His name was Simon Tai, just a mastermind surrounded by math wizards. His job was of the master thought. The wizards wrote them down making it useful, that science and religion could understand. And any powers to be. He would make it to the moon base but never in his mind had he thought of traveling to other worlds. The protection was here he always thought to himself. They wanted to protect the mastermind. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
the vaccine safe. Uh, frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. Who's going to take Oops. the shot? Who's going to take the shot? Oops. You will be the first one to say, please sign me up. They now say it's okay. Did you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. I will say that I do not trust Donald Trump. If Donald Trump tells us that we take it, I'm not taking Opinion. <laughs> 